Hey, everybody. Welcome to our final episode of the season for the Swing Away podcast. Jenna Rose here joined by Donnie Dreyer of Total Sports and Brian Chittister of College Bound Jocks. Guys, what an exciting weekend. Sad that it's over, but we still have a lot to look forward to. We're still looking at our final four, so we are still yet to announce the Total Softball Player of the Year. But dialing back to this weekend, we have to talk about the state champions. In Division One. South Lion beat Allen Park 5-zip. Looking over at Division Two, Owasso defeated Marysville 8-5. In Division Three, Richmond defeated Buchanan 2-1. And lastly, in Division Four, USA does it once. Once again, bringing home the state title, defeating Rudyard 14 to 1. And as we said before, we're looking at our final four. We had two competing in the state finals. Ava Bradshaw of South Lyon and Macy Ireland of Owasso both taking home the gold. But before we break down their performances, State Champs Michigan Swing Away podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity level sports, including softball at Lawrence Tech. Simply log on to LT athletics.com and click the recruit yourself link swing away is also brought to you by the michigan high school athletic association the mhsaa needs officials go to mhsaa.com great part-time pay stay connected to the game support the kids and give back help wanted just whistle go to mhsaa.com officials the pros at the detroit medical center's physical therapy and sports medicine check out our game changer segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips find them on our state champs youtube page or on our website statechampsnetwork.com or on the state champs michigan social media channels and for immediate access to care go to dmc.org game changers and lastly the detroit athletic club foundation's male and female high school athlete of the year awards the state's elite athletes have been honored with the red carpet gala back on june 14th so go check out the winners and you can still catch the stream of the event on youtube just head over to dacathleteoftheyear.com all right, so as we mentioned before, two of our finalists were competing in the state championships, Ava Bradshaw of South Lyon and Macy Ireland of Owasso. Fellas, you both saw the games. Give us your analysis of what you saw from their performances. Well, I'll tell you, Jenna, both our final four contestants did nothing but help their cause with their performances. Not only did their teams win a state championship, but Ava Bradshaw pitching shut out arguably one of the top two to three hitting teams in the state. Uh, Allen Park just loaded with great hitters. And then Macy Ireland, not only did she pitch a great game, but had Brian a couple of key hits to uh, to help their, her cause in winning their state championship. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I um, unfortunately I didn't get to see uh, Ireland's game. I was in Texas and the, uh, the Wi-Fi was really sketchy, but I did get to see the, uh, the Allen Park South Lion game and you know what was just remarkable to me at watching that game was the way Bradshaw handled herself and her team as a freshman. I mean, she looked like a senior out there. Uh, there were situations where Allen Park was threatening several times. I mean, they had runners on second and third, and, and there was some pressure situations, second and third and one out. And then she would get a strikeout and then turn and look at the whole team and just kind of say, okay, let's settle down. We got this, you know, and I was like, holy cow. I mean, just her game presence was really remarkable to me for as young as she is, 
she just seemed like a veteran in that spot. And uh, I, I was really impressed by that uh, aspect of it uh, alone from, you know, set aside from the fact that she was uh, pitching so well against, like you said, a, a great hitting team. Hey, while we're talking about great performances, I have to bring up, what about our very own Jenna Rose doing the color commentating in the state's state finals with division one or two? I, you know, I, Brian, I think Mendoza's shaking in her boots. <laughs> You're not allowed to yeah. say that. <laughs> you were awesome, Jenna. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Johnny. I really appreciate that. Um, it's so fun. And I mean, that sport, you know, give it your heart and soul. So it was so exciting to just watch those girls be able to do that in the finals. I mean, um, Brian, I loved what you were saying about Bradshaw. Her energy was definitely infectious on the mound. And even with Ireland too, they were both, you know, participating with their team, being able to do both from in the circle and at the plate. So it was just extremely exciting to watch these finals. Yeah, it, it really was. Um, great games all around. Yeah, it was. And then, you know, specifically, Donnie, we talked before, two of our finalists were competing in the state championships. Overall, when you look at the final four, what goes into play for the committee when they're making these evaluations to announce the total softball player of the year? Well, th there's a lot to go into it. And just so that, you know, our, our audience can kind of better understand the process, I wanted to go through um, and talk about each item. I mean, it starts with our committee. So um, we actually have a committee of five people, Jenna, that, that sit down and look at the criteria and objectively go through it. And that's how we determine who's going to be the, the player of the year. I think a lot of people think it's me um, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's not just me. So Brian, some of the hate mail can go towards you because we know you're one of the people on the committee. <laughs> for, for their safety, the other threes, we won't, the other three, we won't mention their names. Uh, no, I'm joking. We, we have a lot of fun with it. We know that we get, uh, uh, it's good. We get, sometimes we get people that uh, question our decisions, and it's it's good discussion, and it's uh, it's all good stuff. But I thought we'd go through it just a little bit, so again, everybody can understand how we choose our athletes. So the way that we we break it down, there's five categories: there's overall performance, level of competition, online voting, big game performance, team success, and highly recruited athletes. So I'm going to go through each one of those and just tell you how the committee looks at it. So the first one is performance. And that's just basically what type of, type of stats are our kids putting up uh, during the course of the year. And, um, and as I mentioned, that's 30%. Now that does not take into consideration level of competition. So when we look at performance, it's, you know, Callie Hevelin had 29 home runs. We didn't look in the fact that it was division two and not division one. Macy Ireland had 487 strikeouts, I think the number was. We look at the performance, and then with our four finalists, we decide who we rated one, two, three, and four. And that gets a 30% rating. Um, the next category is level of competition. So division one is going to see typically better level of competition, especially in the case of Ava Bradshaw, because her South Lions schedule was against a lot of top 10 teams or teams that were in the honorable mention. So someone like Ava is going to be very favorable in level of competition. And you might say, well, that's not fair to a division two person because they don't have a chance to play those teams or maybe not as many. But um, even though that's weighted to help out sometimes a division one player, um, <coughs> the performance can be weighted more towards a division two. Again, they can they have a chance to rack up numbers against maybe less competition. 
Um, the third one is the voting. Now, everybody sees Maggie Murphy's got 30,000 votes and she's going to win, so nobody votes. But the voting is actually very important because we do rate our four finalists whether in the voting they finished one, two, three, or four. And this is where Lauren always says, you know, the people have a say in this. And so if you really believe one of these athletes should win, you should be going in and voting for them. You can actually vote, uh, Jenna, I think it's every three minutes that you can go in there and vote. But you're going to help your cause if you finish second in the voting and whether you finish fourth in the voting. Now, the question may come up, someone like uh, Ava Bradshaw, Macy Ireland, they were only in the top 10 for a short period of time, and that is true. Um, but you got a reward, in that case, a Maggie Murphy or Kelly Havlin, who were on that list from the beginning, and through their performance, they stayed on that mm -hmm. top 10 list, uh, in the case of Maggie Murphy, all year, so she had a chance to get more votes. But that's how we look at the voting, and it is important, even though if you don't finish one, two, three, or four, um, makes a difference, especially in a very close year. And uh, this may be, end up being the closest voting we've ever had as to who's going to be the player of the year. Big game performance. Again, those are the big and important games. So if you're someone like Macy or someone like Ava that went deep into the tournament, you're going to have more opportunities to have a big game, um, a big game in an, in a, an important situation. So, uh, we look at that and that is a 15% rating. Team success, that's just part of uh, being a great player sometimes is being a leader and the success of your team. Um, now this is interesting, you look, look at Ava and you look at Macy, they both won state championships um, and the committee's gotta look at that and it very well may be that they say, hey, winning a division one state championship's harder than winning a D2, we'll see. Um, but obviously those two are going to score very well in the team success area. And, and Maggie Murphy as well, I mean, being in the, in the final four. And then the last 5% is highly recruitable athlete. And, uh, you know, of course, the Cali Havlin going to Alabama, that's going to score really high um, with, the, with the committee. Both Macy and Maggie are committed to... Uh, mid-major division ones and that's good and of course Ava Bradshaw although she's not being recruited right now officially we know there's a lot of interest out there from some, some big schools so we take all that information and we go through and we end up coming up with a number and that is going to determine who is the total softball player of the year so hopefully it helps everybody break it down a little bit Brian you got any thoughts or comments on the kind of stuff I just went through I uh, know. I thought that the way it's laid out, it really is fair because that was one of the things I was really concerned about is like because my daughter played at Division Four and Division Three. You know, it's like and they they we got all kinds of criticism back in the day about well, you guys don't play anybody, um, even though in our non-conference schedule we played in all the state's top tournaments and we still beat mostly Division One schools, um, but. It's it is tough for a lot of schools to get into tournaments and get that level of competition. So um, I like the the big game performance. So it doesn't matter if it's a, a D1, D2, D3 school. Big game performance is big game performance. You know, when you're on the stage in the state championship in Division Two or Division Three, 
Division four, it's like, hey, it doesn't get any bigger stage than that for your division. So that's a big game performance. And it's the same thing with the, the district, the regional, the semis. And so every time you keep advancing, you had some big game performance. And the same with, you know, your team. So, yeah, I, I think the way we set it up is about as fair as you can do it. You get certain points for, uh, you know, winning and achieving those particular uh, um items and that way um at the end the person with the most points are the ones that's going to be the winner yeah no and then that's one of the reasons we broke out big game performance and level of competition because you can have big game performances as you mentioned in all divisions and level of competition is, is a is another criteria um and why we're talking on the, the success of our athletes how about a congratulations to Callie Heveland for winning the Michigan Gatorade Player of the Year, and I believe she's still up for National Gatorade Player of the Year with the great season she had with the 29 home runs and 88 runs scored, which were both records uh, in the state of Michigan. Yeah, well, she definitely should be a contender. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyhow, that's how we that's how we look at it. Uh, we're going to be making the decision very, very soon, and we just know it. It may be the closest contest we ever had. It was really close between. A couple years ago, Gabby Sallow and Lauren Esman, and we expect this one to be extremely close as well. Um, so good luck to the four finalists. Um, uh, Brian, your thoughts, you know, the, the high school state championship just came out with the all-state players. Your thoughts on that? Anything uh, stand out to you? Yeah, you know, I definitely wanted to go over some of the, uh, the all-state awards and just talk about some of those players. So... A lot of them were absolutely kids that you expected to see on the list. You know, uh, we went down. First of all, I'd like to congratulate all the kids that made, you know, whether it was uh, All-State or All-State Honorable Mention. I mean, to me, kids that make All-State Honorable Mention, um, hopefully they're underclassmen to where next year they're kind of lining themselves up to, to get into that category uh, to be All-State. Um, and like I said, there were all the kids that I see here on the All-State were kids that definitely you'd say yeah i totally agree with those but there were a couple of kids in the all-state uh honorable mention category that i was a little confused by you know i mean uh division one right out of the gate the kate um kelsey nader who i know you know she's from canton just a phenomenal player so i i'm a little confused i think okay what does a kid got to do to get to this level and what are the criteria and what are they voting on uh, Angela Petrovich, also from Dakota, great player. Um, you know, and we could go down the list. There's a lot of them that would probably, you know, deserve, um, you know, more or get get on that all state list. But for whatever reason, I guess every, you know, they just can't have a, a million kids on the list. But definitely want to say the kids that are on uh, the honorable mention list. Uh, you know, keep battling, and hopefully you're going to get there next year. Um, now, the one thing that really threw me here was in the Division Two All-State Honorable Mention was our very own Kendra Vanderluck, who, you know, was state or was be runner-up for the state's uh, mo second most home runs ever in the state of Michigan. She had a phenomenal season. She was in our uh, final – well, she was in our top ten for pretty much most of the season, and – how they end up, you know, putting her in honorable mention. I'm just a little confused. What, what are your thoughts, Donnie? Oh, I, that's that's the biggest one that, that stood out to me. I realize there's a lot that goes into voting, and, um, you know, part of it is how, how much the coach pushes for the players, and sometimes they can be 
maybe listed as a uh, a different position, and that's why they maybe don't make uh, all state or maybe make uh, honorable mention. But that one jumped out to me the most. And Brian, I don't know if they looked at her as a pitcher and just looked at the pitching stats, and maybe that pushed her down. But you can't. It is. Can't, it, it, yeah, it is. Uh, it is shown here as she was put in as a pitcher. So. You know, I, I think we did discuss her pitching numbers were okay. I mean, she's uh, most likely not going to be pitching in college, but how do you ignore what that kid did on the offensive side of the plate? I, I'm i just baffled. Yeah, that's uh, – you know, we see it. it it's, not a, it's not a perfect world, but uh, that one jumped out to me the, the most. And, and, by the way, congratulations to all the – all your CBJ – uh, students that uh, made either honorable mention or first team. Uh, you had a lot, yeah, of, we're going a lot to be, of a lot of kids you're working with. We'll be uh, we'll be doing a little social media post on that as well. Just congratulating all these kids and putting their name out there because you're right. I mean, there's we we ended up very fortunate. We had a lot of kids on both lists. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, we're right at the end. We're going to be announcing very soon who is the 2021. Total Softball Player of the Year. So we're Jenna, we're just excited at one point or on one end to say, yeah, we're excited to announce it. But is this our last podcast, really? It's going to be <laughs> our last one of the season. Yes, we're going to be back next year. So no worries on that. But I'm sure everybody's highly anticipating to hear who our Total Softball Player of the Year is. I mean, there was high talent just across the board. It was crazy seeing who was flowing, floating in, a, in and out of the top 10 earlier this season. So it's highly competitive. What I love about the podcast is that, you know, we provide this platform for athletes just to get ahead of the game, not only with bringing coaches on, but just, you know, keeping up to date with who's doing well in um, different teams. But just a couple of shout outs before we end the final episode of this season. Uh, um, dialing back to the state finals, looking into division four, we have to talk about Bryn Pelega. She had 19 strikeouts. She's the starting pitcher for Team USA and, or excuse before USA and she now holds the all-time record for most strikeouts in a championship game through seven innings breaking that record that was set in 1996 so looking at that team in general they're coming off of I believe four straight division four state finals titles so a very strong competitive team so congratulations to Bryn and also we have to go back and talk about Richmond D3 in their hometown they had streamers decorated everywhere there were so many people in the crowd and with Shay Van Scooter who was their starting pitcher. I mean, she had a leadoff home run um, in the beginning of the game for the semifinals. So she's just been a threat, not only in the circle, but in the plate. So again, congratulations to all of our teams competing and to all of our teams who have walked away with the gold in the state finals. And of course, we have to shout out you guys. Um, love everything you do, not only for the podcast, but just for growing the game and making it better. Brian, everything you do with the exposure of helping these athletes to get to the next level and Donnie with developing talent and even just making making sure that kids are getting seen in the state of Michigan. So thank you guys for everything you do to make the game of softball better here in Michigan. Jenna, thank Ooh. you. And I shout out, a, uh, I put out a Twitter earlier this week. It just got a, a ton of attention. I think for the right reasons is that, you know, I've been around travel ball since 1992. And I mentioned that over the years, players have, uh, have earned over millions of dollars in, in scholarship. But I said, it, it cannot compare to high school when you talk about school spirit, community spirit. Um, it's just amazing, you know, I'm on here and, and teams are getting city escorts 
uh, East Lansing. I mean, they got the fire department, they got the police department. You know, in the case of Owasso, I think they had their whole town, you know, packed into the stadium. It's just oh, yeah. amazing the, the emotions that you have and the and the spirit and pride that people have of their, their communities. And so that is what's so cool to me about high school softball. You, you can't replace that. And those are memories that those kids are going to have for the life for the rest of their life. It's, it's just really cool. I love I love seeing that stuff. Yeah, well, the sport has definitely grown uh, so much in the last 10 years. Uh, they, were, they came out with the numbers to where the Women's College World Series had 1.8 million viewers. So uh, that's, that's just a remarkable statistic uh, to, to say how popular the sport's become. And, and you're right, Donnie, it's great that the communities are getting behind these girls and uh, being able to support them all the way to, the, to Lansing. Yeah. Yeah, Lasso was definitely insane. <laughs> there was no standing room there. I think I saw Eric Oakley, he even put out a tweet about it too. I'm not sure if he went, but I don't know if you could just tell from the broadcast. But anyways, guys, the Total Softball Player of the Year, it's right on the horizon. So for those of you listening, you can check that out on the State Champs Network. I'm sure that'll be announced later in the week. But in the meantime, guys, great job this season. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Looking Loved it. Forward. And doing it again next year, Jenna. Looking forward Definitely to looking forward to next year. Yep. See you guys then. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, thanks. Thank you. Thank you.